Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church in Chico, California. And before we get going again, Vince, I just want to remind everybody, beginning February the 3rd, February we will 3rd. be going to five days a week. Right Praise now the it's Lord. just been Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, but it has been made possible for us to be here five days a week. And we just want to thank you once again, all those of you who have supported us. We just want to say to you, now that we are on the air more, we still covet your support. So if you can help us financially, that would be tremendous. You will hear the address at the end of the show. And once again, we just ask that you would prayerfully ask the Lord how you might help in the ministry financially, and we would greatly appreciate it. And remember, you are helping to make it happen. Amen. Keys of the faith, keys of the kingdom. Keys of the kingdom. And we've been talking about faith as the first key. Now I want to talk about, we're going to talk about love today as the as one of the keys. And there are so much scripture about love. You know, when John is known as the apostle of love, because that seems to be what he talks about the most. Mm-hmm. And with good reason, because when we see in 1 John chapter 4, he says to us in two different verses, 9 and 16, God is love. Not that God is loving, not that God is lovable, not that God is capable of love, but that God is love. And we've been talking about this at our church the last couple of weeks, this key to the kingdom, that that God is God is love. And that if we're going to be like God, we need to love. What did Jesus say? He said the whole law hinges on these two things. One, that you love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And the other, he said, is like it, that you love your neighbor as yourself. And so the whole law, he says, hinges on love, that we need to love like God loved us to love others. And then we read in 1 Corinthians 13 what love is. And the very first thing, and I think this is no mistake, love is patient. Yeah, love is patient. Because we... (laughs) have got to be patient with each other. When you think about how patient God was with each of us and continues to be with each of us, and then we think about how we need to be patient with each other. We are very impatient people. We're impatient in lines. You know, you go to a line, you know, Christmas is just recently over, and if you went to a post office right before Christmas, the lines were long. And a lot of people would be saying, you know, you'd be standing in line, and you'd hear people say, they need more clerks. They need, they need to get these people faster. They need to do something here to make this fast. And so we're just very impatient. We, we just are in a society now where we want everything now. The microwave's too slow now. We, we want everything to be instantaneously ready for us. If we go to a drive-up 
and the person in front of us orders more than we think they should. We get impatient with with what's happening. And so we see that impatience in our in in that respect, but then we're also impatient with each other. Mm-hmm. Mostly in regard to the fact that we like to think that the other person should be perfect. We don't expect perfection in ourselves. And in fact, if anybody calls us on it, we say, well, nobody's perfect. And God's not done with me yet. He's still working on me. And those things are true. But that's kind of where we are when it regards to ourselves. But with regards to others, for some reason, we expect perfection in others. And when they are imperfect and they do something that we don't like or something that we think they shouldn't have done or something that hurts our feelings or whatever, all of a sudden we're upset with them. We have, we have no patience for that. Uh-huh. And so one of the things that we've got to do if we're, if we're going to love as God loved is to begin to be patient with other people. Praise the Lord. And again, that's one key you want to add to that key ring every Sunday as we're going through this message on our Sunday services I'm, I'm, we're adding those keys last week we added that key of faith which is referred to as the master key and, and another I believe is a master key is that key of love if you, you start utilizing that key and as I was thinking about this this morning as I was on my way here Holy Spirit was just speaking to me about those particular keys of the kingdom that Jesus said he would give to us and he also said that he was the door. <laughs> he just hit me with that. And I was like, oh, he's given us the keys, but he's the door to heaven. Because no one comes to the Father except through the Son and our Father who art in heaven. So he's given us these keys, but he says, these keys are going to allow you to live life and life more abundantly. But you got to use them. You can't just have these keys. I'm going to reveal to you these keys through my word. Now, you got to you, you gotta utilize them. And, and I hear people say all the time, but I just can't love. I hear Christians say this. Now, now, I know people that's not born again, they can't see the kingdom or know the kingdom. The scriptures tells us that. See, it makes but, sense for them not to love. Right, 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 right. I understand that. But for Christians to say, make statements like, well, I just can't love them. Well, you just... You first you you're you're not doing God right because He saved you and He redeemed you and He told us over here in Romans chapter five, verse five. It says, "Now hope does not disappoint." He was speaking of hope and saying how we hope we still have hope in tribulations. In verse five, he says, "Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts or in our spirits by the Holy Spirit who was given to us." So when the Holy Spirit came to live inside of you, now you actually have the capability, the capacity to love. To love right. those who despite right. they use you. Well, Because when we get born again, we now have access. We could have the ability to use God's ability. And you said it earlier. You referred to the scripture in 1 John. God is love. So if God is love and we get born again, we have access to the kingdom. We have the ability to use his ability. So that tells me. I can love. And how many times in the scripture does he tell us, again, those are the keys to the kingdom, the commands. He's commanded us to love one another. He says love. So God wouldn't tell you to do something, Richard, that you can't do. He's just not going to do that. He ain't going to tell you to go do something that he knows he hadn't placed in you to do. He just told us here that he's poured out his love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So we're capable of doing 
what he says we can do. And the scripture says God is love. And he also goes, scripture also goes to say that as he is, so are we. So if he's love, he's poured his love out in us, we're love. If he's given us the ability to use his ability, we can love. Right. And, yeah. and it's through his it's power. Just, it's through the but, power of the Holy Spirit. Now, here it is. It's about, you're right, it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's all about choice. It's about will. Do you will to love? Will you use the key that I've given right. you? The are key you, called you, love. Will are, you use it? Right. Are you going to use the power of the <laughs> Holy Spirit? See, right. we, we have a choice, and, and you're exactly right. We have a choice. In our sinful nature, when somebody says or does something mean or rude to us, in our sinful nature, our, we want to say something back. Mm-hmm. We want to get even. We want to have um, some sort of confrontation where we're, we're going to stand up for ourselves. We're going to stand up for our rights. We're not going to let them treat us like that. And so that's our human nature. But we have a choice. We can live by the Spirit, and the Spirit can love people even when they despitefully use us. The Spirit can help us to love people who, even though in our natural nature, our human nature, we would not. Uh, I, I was listening to somebody just recently, and they were using the example of people say, well, that's just human nature. That's right. But the power of the Holy Spirit can help you overcome your human nature. It can help right. you overcome sin in your life. And the example they were using was gravity. Gravity is always at work. Gravity is working right now, or else we would float off of these chairs if gravity wasn't working. This desk would float into the air. Gravity right, is right, always right. working. It's working 24 hours a day. And the example they used was flying in an airplane. You get into the plane, and because of the engines and the configuration of the wings and the lift, you overcome gravity. Gravity's still working. The plane's in the air at 30,000 feet, but, but, you've been but getting... gravity is still working. You have just overcome it because of the power of the engine. Well, and because of the principles you employ. Right. And so you've overcome it. And if you don't believe you've overcome it because of the power of the engines, turn them off and see what direction you're going to go. You are eventually going to come back to Earth because the power of gravity... The law oh. of gravity is still at work. So, Even though the engines were overcoming it, the gravity's so still there. Once you start stop using those principles that gave you... You're going to go straight down. Oh, same that, thing happens in our Christian life. Amen. Once we stop using the principles of the kingdom... Amen. Then we go back to the law of our human nature, right. which is to sin. That's good preaching right there. That's good preaching. <laughs> I mean, that, the teaching. law of our human nature is to want to sin. Right. So as soon as we quit using the power of the Holy Spirit... We go right back to sin. Right. But we can overcome sin in our life through the power of well, the Holy Spirit. That's why you got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And, and, and Jesus said something about his words. He said, the words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So, and the Holy Spirit, which lives inside of us, bears witness to the truth of God's words. God's word is truth. And it is spirit. And it is life. Jesus said the, uh, the flesh profits nothing. Is the, he said, this is in John 15, John 6. He says, the spirit that gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, these principles of the, these keys to the kingdom that I'm going to speak to you are spirit and they are life. Well, if he's telling me that, I need to use what he's given me. I need to use that truth and apply it to my life. Because the scripture tells us also, seek ye first the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, and all things will be added to me. All things what? Peace, joy, all of these attributes, all these fruits of the Spirit, as I seek after God, those are going to be added to me. And that's what Jesus meant when he says, repent, 
Go back to thinking like this. Go back to that higher level of, of being before Adam sinned in the garden, before the sin nature came on mankind, and believe the gospel. He says, yes, you can do this. You are an overcomer. You can live just like God intended Adam to live in the garden. He says, because now I'm going to put this kingdom in you. He said over in uh, Luke, I believe 16 or 17, he says, no one was going to say, look, here it is or there it is. Because the Pharisees asked him when this kingdom was going to come. He said, nobody going to be saying, oh, there it is or there it is. He said, for it's inside of you. Well, it's inside of you, I believe, through the Holy Spirit and by the word of God. Those two work, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It, that's how the kingdom gets inside of you. So a good man out of the good deposits of his heart brings forth good things. So, yeah, as you keep depositing, the Holy Spirit's already deposited in you. He got born again. But the Holy Spirit loves to eat the word of God. He loves to feed on the word. And that's what develops you, develops your faith, develops your trust in God. And then you get to release that by opening your mouth, by practicing it. And that's how you have that abundant life. You start receiving the things from the kingdom and denouncing the things from the kingdom of darkness where you used to live. <laughs> you don't live there anymore. You're in the kingdom now. So use these keys to success. The keys of the kingdom start utilizing them. First, you got to remember, my people are destroyed by a lack of knowledge. You got to find out what, what are these keys Jesus, what he's given us. And scripture says, Jesus says, it is the father's desire to give you, to make known to you the mysteries of the kingdom. Well, I remember watching Scooby-Doo when we were little. They had the mystery. They would solve mysteries. They had the mystery van. Yeah, and the mystery is something that's hidden. And we know Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a man hidden a treasure. So he wants you to seek. That's why he says, seek ye first. Come after me. That's why he said he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He says, come after me and find out about these keys. I'm going to reveal them to you once you start chasing me. And then... You have access, once you, you, you catch me, you get me, lay hold to me, I'm going to reveal these, these keys to you. And then you start using them, and then you have abundant life. You can lift, and you can go into another zone, right. <laughs> so to speak. Right, I mean, to go back to that analogy, <laughs> as soon as you turn off the engines, you're, you're going to come back to earth. Well, the same thing happens to us in our Christian life. As soon as we no longer are seeking after the Holy Spirit, is no longer are we listening to the Holy Spirit, because we always have choice. God gives us choice even after we're a believer. We can still live in the world. We can still have one foot in the world and not be seeking after him. And unfortunately for a lot of Christians, they get up in the morning and then they read the paper. They don't really read the Word of God. They do other things all day long. They don't really pay much attention to the Word of God. They get home and they turn on Fox or MSNBC, depending on what their thing is, and maybe even like Kardashians or uh, one of these other reality shows, and then they go to bed and they've never looked at the Word of God. They have no idea what the Word of God had to say to them. They get up the next day and they do the same thing again. Now they go to church on Sunday and they hear, maybe, maybe they're in a very good church. Maybe they're in a Bible-believing church where the it's preacher preaches the word, and it's all straight, and it's all good, and it's all wonderful. And then they go back to the doing the same thing again for six days, and that is not enough. We have got to operate under the power of the Holy Spirit every single day. Well, Jesus dropped a nugget, another nugget on us in Matthew 4.4, 4, and he referenced the scripture out of the Old Testament. Jesus said, it is written, he was referring to what was written in the Old Testament, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. 
He said, don't just live by just this alone. You need to live by the word of God. I mean, you need to feed. In, the, in John 6, he talks about feeding on his, drinking his blood and eating his body. He was referring to the word. And, and Jesus over in Revelation is called the word of God. So I tell people every day, you're not going to be successful in this new Christian life, this kingdom, if you don't feed on the word. You have to feed on the word just as much as you feed your natural body. You feed, in, but see, a lot of people were feeding ourselves all this other garbage that's not spiritually edifying, like those souls you just referred to. No, you got to get up in the morning seeking first God's face, His way of things. You got to feed on His word early in the morning because He says that. He say He wants He delights you in the morning. He wants you to, to acknowledge Him first thing in the morning, as you go through your day, and at the end of your day. <laughs> And you, you can meditate on his word as you go through your day. You can talk about his goodness, his word. You can feed on his word in the morning and in the evening. And, that's, and God's not opposed to that. And some people, oh, that's too much. Well, is the other stuff you're doing too much? Because it's not paying off. Well, it's paying off because whatever you sow inside of you, that's what you're going to reap. Right. People, <laughs> I, I think the last time I saw it was like the average person watches eight hours of television a day. Well, that's okay if they're watching Christian television and they're being edified, their spirit, because your but spirit loves the you, word of God. I think both you and I know they're not. <laughs> oh, I know, because I go over some of their houses, some members of our congregation, I go over their house and I see what they're watching. I'm like, okay, no wonder you're not overcoming. I see what you're putting in your spirit all day. You should and be... people say, well, I can't read my Bible eight hours a day at work because they won't let me. And most people can't read their Bible eight hours a day at work because you can't, but you can hear God's word in your head. You can hear God's word in it. your mind. You can meditate, you can meditate on, the word on God's word. Even, and people say, well, I, they won't let me pray at work. They won't well, let me meditate. The only, if the only way that you can pray, you think in your mind, is to close your eyes and bow your head, then yeah, you might not be able to pray Ooh, at work. I pray while but I'm you driving. can pray while you're driving. You can pray with your eyes wide open. Right. And, and we have got to get back to this whole idea of that God is love, and it's through the power of the Holy Spirit. As soon as the Holy Spirit is alive in us, we now have God's love at our disposal. And, and We can of, love people as God loves people if we are obedient to the Holy Spirit. Okay, and we need to feed ourselves this. Here's a couple of scriptures on love. Over in 1 Peter, he tells us right here, finally, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8. I believe this is where I'm going here. I was just reading it. Uh, finally, all of you be of one mind having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. God says, you, you are called to love. You were well, called to love. he is love, right. and, and when and he's in us, that's what we are. Now, back 1 Peter 4, look what he says here. Four, verse 7, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Ooh, see, you can pray, huh? He said, be serious and watchful in your And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. That's what, we were going, that's what I was thinking about next, you know, that you were going there. See, see you, you better be, you want to be loved. Because he said, that's what's going to cover. Remember, God so loved the world, he gave Jesus. Jesus was an atonement for our sins. He was a sacrifice for our sins. And he allowed us to be restored and reconciled and redeemed back to the Father. So love, and God is love. So love covers a multitude of sins. So why wouldn't you 
I want I I, I know I want my sins covered. <laughs> so that he tells me what to do. He gives me a nugget. He gives me a key to the kingdom. He says, "Love, use this love key. It, it'll cover a multitude of sins if you just." Again, and he's not going to tell you to do nothing you can't do. You can love. He just, I just read two scriptures. Well, so you'll be able to love because of him. Right. People say, well, I can't love that person. They're mean to me. You You can can in the Holy Spirit. In your own human nature, you can't love them. But in the Holy Spirit, you can love them. I tell people there's a difference between liking somebody and loving them. You can love because God is love. Now, you don't have to like that person, but you can love them. There's a lot of people I don't like, but I love them. And because I don't like them, that means I'm not around them. I don't hang around them constantly because, you know, we don't, I don't really like some of their ways. But my desire is to be a blessing to them. And I want them to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I love them like God loves them. God doesn't like a lot of us. He loves, so loves the world. We know that. But a lot of us, he ain't happy with our behavior. (laughs) But he still loves us. Well, see, Ooh, that he still loves us. Yeah, a lot of times people forget that. Yeah, God yeah, is yeah. love. God <laughs> loves his people. He loves his creation. He loves people. And sometimes people think, well, if I if I do what he wants, then he'll love me. No, God loves he you. Loves you don't you have to anyway. earn it. Anyway, yeah, you don't have to earn it. And that's what he's telling us to be to other people. Don't make them earn your love. Love them anyway. You may not like them, but you can still love them. Well, see, in 1 John 4, Right after he says that God is love, in verse 9 he tells us, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so God loved us when we were unlovely. God loves us even when we are unlovely and because God is love. That's how... We're able, you know, the Bible talks about pray for those that despitefully use you. Love your enemies. That's how you can do it because (laughs) in our own human nature, we don't want to do that. That's not who we are. That's not what we want to do. But But it's not what we've been programmed to do from that world system that we were conformed to. It's not what we were born to. And your human nature, your human nature is to get even. You know how this happens in real life. Well, that's that sin nature too. Husband and wife, they're sitting there and... He says something and she don't like it. So she's got to say something. And then he don't like that, so he's got to say something. Pretty soon everybody's mama and daddy and everybody else is in the conversation. And pretty soon everybody is, they're they're so mad at each other, they don't even really want to speak to each other. And if you ask them, how did this start? Nobody could probably remember. And yet it's because we, when we, just recently there was the shooting in the movie theater because somebody was texting. This is just a couple of days ago. And... That guy didn't like what the one guy said to him about his texting, so he said something, and then somebody else said something. Pretty soon, popcorn was thrown, and then a guy pulls out a gun and shoots somebody. No, but, and, and you would say to them, how did you get here? What was this about? See, and that's just in our human nature. We, we tend to want to escalate things because I can't, I can't let you run over me. I have to stand up for myself. I have to stand up for my rights. And so then I have to say something back. And then you have to say something back. That's not what love is. Love is patient. The next thing he says there in 1 Corinthians 13 is love is kind. And so somebody says something mean or rude to me. Yes, my human nature is to want to respond in kind. But because of the power of the Holy Spirit, we don't have to. We can show love to people that despitefully use us. Well, and you know what? That's why everybody needs the word of God. Everybody needs the word of God. Listen to that example you were just talking about the movie theater. 
you know, we have to advance the kingdom of God. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. People need to hear about the love of God. And we need to continue to, to be ambassadors for Christ, ministers for reconciliation, and let people convert people from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And I was just reading right here, in, uh, actually in 1 John 4, 17. It says, love has been perfected among us. He's talking about us who believe, saints, in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in the world. Well, we're light. We're supposed to be. We're, God is love. As he is, so are we. Look, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So we yeah, understand. Yeah, we didn't start it. Right, right. He started <laughs> it. And what he starts, he finishes. So we have to realize, we have to get a revelation of this, an understanding. God first loved us, so now we have the, again, I said initially, we have the ability to use his ability. We can love. And we as we go out and demonstrate that love, Scripture tells us those who believe, these signs shall follow those who believe, miracles, signs, and wonders. And we have, we as Christians, as we're maturing in the faith, and who we are, who God says we are, we have to go out and demonstrate love. We, you have to, because the world is still, we said that yesterday, the earth, the whole world is waiting on us to rise up, because the only God somebody's going to see is me and you, or us, Christians. That's who they go. We're walking epistles. They're reading us. And if we have hate and envy and all that, that's why you, you drop down in the scripture. Look what it says, verse 20. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. So Christians got to stop faking. Right. You, you can can't be that. How can you say you love God who you haven't seen yeah, and say you hate say your that. neighbor yeah. who you have? So, But remember, we're, we're ambassadors for Christ. So if someone says, I love God and hates his brother, the scripture says he's a liar for he who does not love his brother. And I changed that from brother to love another. Who's going to love another? Whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he's not seeing? He said, if you can't love somebody that you see, how can you claim you love God who you've never seen? And we say it every Sunday, Lord, we love you. We love the Lord. Well, he said, well, why are you hating on people? Well, and see, again, Christians do that every Sunday. They raise their hand and they say, Lord, we praise you. We love you. And then they go out home and well, they start yelling I, I, I at each other. I see it even <laughs> in, in politics with the Christians in America, how we've uh, demonstrated that. And you know what? We just have to step up and be who we God's called us to be. And as always, uh, you know what? At this point, we're out of town, but we're definitely not out of word. And we just want to encourage you and remind you before we sign out, sign off to keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.